Welcome to Econopack, the contract packaging manufacturer's podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mead. Econopack is the premier contract food packaging partner in North America. On today's episode, we will be joined by Ed Horn, our chief operating officer, and PJ Weibel, our chief executive officer at Econopack. In this episode, we peek behind the curtain of what it's like to work with Econopack and our capabilities that continue to drive success for our partners. PJ, Ed, thank you for joining me today to talk about Econopack and the contract packaging industry. Um, PJ, would you mind just giving us a little bit about your role in Econopack? Um, PJ Weibel, I am CEO. Uh, the Econopack is a family-owned business. Uh, so it's my family that uh, owns the company. I'm a third generation. The company was started by my grandfather uh, and my father. And uh, I've been CEO now for 16 years. Right. And Ed? How you doing, Mike? Uh, yeah, uh, Chief Operating Officer. I've been with Econopack for 15 years. Uh, 26 years in uh, project management, packaging, equipment design. Um, I uh, oversee all facets of production at Econopack which include, uh, you know, as far as just small startups, uh, trial runs, FPAs, uh, to, you know, multi-million dollar jobs. Um, so I also help and assist in the quoting processes, uh, process improvements uh, for all departments, you know, maintenance, uh, shipping, receiving, uh, quality. You know, we're, we're constantly adding more processes and improvements in place. So, um, yeah, that's ultimately that. That's, that's my role. Great. That's why you're involved in everything. So, pretty much. <laughs> if you get an email from Econopack, likely that you're going to be on there on a copy at some point. Great. Um, so, the contract packaging industry, right? The all the co-packers out there. It's a very um, kind of diverse type of industry, right? There's a lot of different things happening within the industry. What makes Econopack, you know, special and unique? Like, what makes Econopack stand out in, yeah. in the co-packing? So listen, I could come back with a very cut, you know, cookie cutter answer, right? But I don't want to do that. So I really, and I, and I say this all the time, you know, we want to make contract packaging cool, right? And I know that sounds weird because it's not necessarily the coolest industry, but to me it is. And I think to most of the people that work here is it's cool because um, we love what we do. Um, but what I mean by making contract packaging cool is when you, in making a Econo Pack part of that, right? So when people come here, I want them to, you know, have an experience and feel that we're doing stuff differently. We're not just taking the orders, processing the orders, and then here's your product, right? No, we want the whole experience to be really cool. We want, uh, from the beginning to the end and throughout the process, feel that we're doing things differently and we're doing things at a heightened level, right? For example, you know, we're, we're going out and we're targeting um, people who, Again, don't just show up, do their job, and leave. They're excited to be here. They're coming up with ideas. You know, they're not a, they're not afraid to fail. You know, they're, look, they're looking and thinking outside the box to be able to do, you know, a better job, a different job. Yeah, we've done it that way for ten years, but why don't we try it this way? So it's it's all just having really cool people that come in and all share the you know expertise and want to become subject matter experts in what we do, and do it differently and better than we did it yesterday, and do it differently and better than how 
you know, the rest of our um, competitors do it, right? Um, I want people to come to the building and say, okay, every air conditioner in the building is brand new, right? The lighting is very bright. The floors are very clean. The rooms are set up in a way that makes sense. The process flow, you know, makes sense. The, the customers feel that their products are protected based on allergen profiles um, and that, you know, our forklifts are all brand new and they're all electric. And, you know, the, the warehouse is set up in a way which allows for, you know, FIFO and, and different ways to manage our business. Um, you know, in talking equipment, we've been very aggressive over the last 10, 15 years on, because again, the company's been around for 41 years. Mm -hmm. So I've got a lot of equipment. I've got a lot of old equipment, but guess what? We have a really aggressive push to get rid of that old equipment. I don't like old equipment. I don't want mechanical equipment. I want the new, cool servo equipment in here <laughs> that's computer operated that will run you know, faster, more efficiently, you know, quicker changeovers and do all that kind of stuff. Not to mention, let's be honest, it's a lot more fun to look at and it's a lot more fun to watch run when it's running a lot more efficiently. So again, clients come in here, they do business with us, you know, most likely it's going to be all brand new equipment. We're going to be able to, you know, maximize output, maximize our uptime. If there is issues or problems, we're able to, you know, diagnose, fix it, get it back up. But more importantly, it's making nice packages. The printing looks nice because it's brand new printing systems. But again, heavy investment in cool new equipment that's going to be the backbone of our operation to, to make great packages and allow us to hit our customers' numbers at, and most importantly, at a great price, right? Because the equipment, the newer equipment runs a lot more efficiently than, say, the, old, the older equipment. So again, you come to a Connell pack, you're going to see a lot of cool equipment. Um, and I think, you know, finally, I would say customers, right? It's great to have all this stuff, but we want cool customers, right? Well, you know, new projects, uh, new types of films, new types of cartons. Um, you know, we're heavily in the variety pack business. That's really growing. We do a lot of different types of variety packs. We just put in all, you know, a bunch of new um, you know, automated variety pack lines. Uh, but, do, you know, getting with those cool customers that share our visions, right? They want to do different things. They want to push in different markets. And again, they want to come out with innovative things. We want to be a part of that. And I think that's all part of, you know, our model here is being um, excited about being here, doing cool stuff with cool clients, with cool equipment, with cool people, with a cool, you know, building. And just overall, the experience is going to be great. So, you know, that that's really where I see our differentiating um, that's where I see us differentiating from from the marketplace of just process, you know, processing orders. That's yeah. not what we want to do. It's part of it, but yeah. it's not all that what our goal is to do. And that's, I mean, that's absolutely true. I know myself joining the company, there was this energy when you come in. You have excited people that work here in the in the company. I think they're excited because they're given the opportunity to bring their ideas to the table. Yeah. There's really no idea that's kind of off limits to present, right? So you, you come in and you come up with an idea, you can present it, you can you talk directly with the top executives in the in the company and um, and your ideas are received very well. I know that was my experience coming into the into yeah. the company and you know we, we're doing things like having a podcast there's not many contract packaging companies out there that have a podcast and exactly it, we're doing cool stuff <laughs> yeah definitely so very excited about that and you know you spoke about uh the equipment and the investment in equipment yeah. and servo and everything so Ed, would you like to elaborate on sure uh yeah uh you know it's, it's been a great company to work for we've come a long way as pg stated it's uh you know, we still are using some of our older equipment, which has been, you know, refurbished and, and running well, um, especially on smaller projects. So we have those machines always available for those small one-time trials. We're not breaking into anybody else's line time because we have that uh, the abundance of equipment. So 
uh, again, that, that really does help, but you know, having the servo equipment with the, um, for changeovers, we use a lot of, as PG stated, with the allergen control. So you know, we're able to change clients' products as long as they're allergen appropriate um, on the same equipment with minimal downtime. So you know, we may finish up a specific SKU in a day and uh, within 10, 15 minutes be up and running on, their, on, our, on our client's next SKU. So you know, just going back to why it's different for me, I, you know, I believe it all comes down to it's a family-run business. And it, you know, the family-owned business has, uh, has a big impact on what we do. It, it, uh, you know, it allows us to cut the red tape. You know, we've had, we'd have clients come in at sometimes, and, and if we had the product on a, on a Thursday, we're up and running it on Friday. We can literally react that quick because we don't have to, you know, like I said, we could cut right through the red tape, we can get it done. We can get our clients' products to market faster than, than anything I've ever seen. And, uh, you know, for the, for the most part, we, we blow most people away on how fast our team reacts to their needs. So. Definitely the speed. I, I know, PJ, you and I uh, talking about quoting customers and working together, the three of us, to quote customers. And, you know, our goal is to try to get something back within 24, 48 hours uh, once we receive those uh, requests in. And, you know, I know that the people that I speak to directly in the sales side are, appreciate that. And they're very surprised because a lot of times the companies are taking three weeks to get back with quoting a project where, you know, we bring our entire team in, we have the experts in each of the fields, and they're able to present those quotes fast so you know those are all exciting things <laughs> yeah it's important I think it shows the client that they care but also they're able to get back to their their company and their business and be able to start to formulate you know cost models and get back to their clients on what the costs are going to be and again I think it kind of sets the tone for how we're going to service them and the other thing I could add to that too that you know um, the majority of all of our customer service personnel maintenance uh, myself PJ we're all available at all times so you know, we're not the, the, the kind of company that just shuts our phone off at 4 o'clock. You know, we're answering emails 8, 9 o'clock at night, Saturdays and Sundays, whatever the customers need, we're, we're, we're there for them. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, great point. Yeah. So, Ed, uh, tell me a little bit about our, you know, our daily operations. Like, tell the audience a little bit about Econopac and the daily operations. Sure. So I, I would start at, like, initially, uh, project setup and design. You know, we, we run through, we have a team design to go through our what we call an SOP3 which gives both the client and Econopack uh, the comfort level that we're all on the same page that we're producing their product and spec. So in, initially it starts out like that. Once everything has been done and our, our customer service has been had inputted all the data we, that, that's required for all inbound and outbound materials so that way when we receive your product we can put it into our system and we can inventory it correctly. So we would start out there. Um, we operate currently three shifts with about a thousand plus employees. Um, our scheduling structure is a little different because we only schedule three shifts out. So it allows us to react for labor um, on a daily basis. So I want to run it as, as efficiently as possible. Um, we have the ability to work Saturdays, Sundays, depending on customer needs. Uh, that's ultimately, you know, once, once everything is done, we have, you know, our quality checks out on the floor. We have end-of-day um, attainment checks, so shift-by-shift shift basis to make adjustments and changes to make those numbers happen. So that, that, flexibility, that flexibility is really key, uh, being able to do that and, and work through those pieces. Yes. You touched on um, quality. So you, you said our, our quality team. Can you talk a little bit about our quality team? Yep. So we, uh, our quality team consists of approximately 45 to 48 people. 
um, across the three shifts. Um, we have within that quality group, we have uh, SQF practitioners, we have uh, microbiology coordinators, backgrounds, HACCP coordinators. Um, so we spend a lot of time and energy on not only internal um, training, but external training. So, you know, when our team members come up and say, hey, I'd like to learn about this, I think this would benefit, our answer is always yes. Yeah. We're always looking to be better. You know, if there's a if there's a certification out there that we don't have, we'll go get it for you. Well, that's that's what I was going to touch on too. Uh, we hold a number of uh, certifications in the company. PJ, would you mind talking a little bit about these certifications? Yeah. So quality is a big aspect of what we do. So uh, we hold our what we call third party. We have our third party audits uh, and our third party uh, certifications. Mm -hmm. So that starts with SQF, and we're SQF level three. We're very proud of that. Most co-packers in the U.S. are SQF level two. Um, so again, being three, and we've been three now, I think, for 10 years. So we're very proud of that. Uh, we are Costco certified. We're Target certified. We're GNC certified. We're organic certified. We're gluten-free certified. Uh, we are HALA certified. We, are, we hold multiple different kosher certifications. Um, and those are just our third-party certifications. As, most, as part of our whole process, we are then, and we're audited by all of those um, bodies every year. We then get audited by every one of our clients on average one to two years. Really doesn't go past two years. But I would say 70% are auditing us every year. So on top of all the third parties, then you have all of our clients. Uh, so it's, a, you know, our quality group is very busy. Again, we, we have a multi-layer. We have a director um, of quality. And then we have, you know, separate quality management throughout the company and the shift uh, in the different departments. So it's, uh, we take quality very serious. And we back it up by saying that, by spending a lot of money on quality in terms of the people, yeah. in terms of you know, computers and tablets for everybody, the software that we use, and also all the training. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So when you have uh, a 1,000 plus employees, technology becomes something that is very, very critical in order to keep everything yeah. running the way it does. And it, you know, just like kind of organizing the information and being able to communicate fast with all the team members because we do have so many people working on these projects and and all the different projects going on at the same time. So I know uh, we're you know utilizing tablets on our floor with our quality teams. Uh, we're use, utilizing a lot of cloud services to be able to move information directly from our line right to you know our production desks and things like that. So you know those are all really really exciting things that I see in the company. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> As we add new partners and clients, customers into EconoPack, how do we ensure the right type of equipment for the projects that they're bringing to us? That's a great question. So one of the ways are, you know, we're lucky that we've been in business for 41 years. So our equipment inventory is, is absolutely gigantic. Um, we've probably got well over 150 pieces of equipment. But you pair that with the fact that we've been on an aggressive spending spree to update all of our equipment over the last 10, 15 years. Uh, again, it's left us in a great position where we've got a lot of equipment, number one. Number two, we've got a lot, of, a lot of new equipment. And number three, a lot of our equipment can be easily adjustable to do different size packages. So again, for a flow wrap, we can package everything from, you know, one inch wide to, you know, inches wide. You know, we can package something that is two inches long by 15 inches long. So a lot of our equipment can be easily, or all of our equipment, as a co-packer needs to be easily adjustable. You know, not one piece of equipment we do only does one size package. That would not be good for us. Um, so all of our equipment is easy adjustable. And then the number two thing that we do as well is, you know, number one is having great equipment that's adjustable. But number two would be um, we partner with our clients, especially the ones that have large volume. Our job is to provide the labor, the space, and the quality. 
and the equipment. So one of that pieces to the question you asked is the equipment side. So if there's a large volume uh, project with, or even a medium size with large potential, we'll look at that project. And if we don't have the perfect piece of equipment to run that, what we'll do is we will quote it as if we went out and bought the right piece of equipment for that project, which will drive, you know, maximize efficiency, which, which drives maximum or, you know, most efficient price to the client, which means lowest price. Um, and then if we win that project, we'll go out and we will purchase the equipment and operate that equipment for our client in return for being awarded the uh, contractor agreement. And a lot of times it doesn't have to be this ironclad contract where you must do this many, you know, per year. Um, overall, it's an agreement that, you know, we'll have the piece of a business for a certain amount of time and then it does come with volumes. But, you know, that's a part that we see on us to be able to provide all those aspects to deliver, you know, a successful partnership, right? They supply the project, we supply, you know, all the, the people, the space, the equipment, and the quality. So as uh, PJ said, uh, you know, he, he's talking large volumes and things like that as far as those, those projects and having the other equipment. Uh, on, on some of the very small or startup uh, projects, we have our project team, which will work directly with the client. They'll bring their ideas to the table. We will, in turn, tell them what we have to offer, what's in-house, something that's similar, and maybe come up with a better, more cost-effective design for something they're doing. Because, again, we, we, we do a lot of quotes, so we see a lot of different packaging formats. And there's some that are very difficult, and there's some that are, that are very, very easy and cost-effective. So, you know, we may see a client that comes in and says, you know, well, I have this and I have that. And, you know, we look at it and we go, well, this film is probably five times thicker than it needs to be. We can reduce this. In reducing that, that allows us to increase our machine speeds to give you this price. You know, so our, our project team will literally walk through with the clients on all the things that we can provide and, and, and try to come up with something that will get them to where they need it and, and hit their profit margins as well, you know. So make it easier for us and make it cheaper for them, you know, is a win-win. Absolutely. So, PJ, could you uh, tell us a little bit about our shipping and receiving process? Absolutely. So, shipping and receiving comprises of three separate teams. The three teams are for first, second, and third. So, they operate independently of each other. Um, so, we have full management. We have our receiving team. We have our outbound team. And we have our team that are managing all the documentation, bills of lading, uh, doing, you know, setting all the appointments and things like that. We also have a product supply team that's then supplying all the production lines and then bringing back into the warehouse to put into finished goods inventory. Um, you know, we start, uh, our, our days start at five o'clock in the morning to six o'clock, getting everything prepared and ready for the day. At six o'clock, we start to receive in uh, all of our live inbounds. Uh, we do live inbounds and outbounds throughout the day from six o'clock in the morning to 1030 at night. So we've got a large window. Uh, we then have a drop and hook program. So clients can come in with a raw goods trailer, drop it in our yard within 10 minutes. Uh, we have parking for 150 trailers right now. Once our new building's in, we'll probably have parking for, you know, significantly more. Our, our team and our trucks will bring down a finished goods trailer that's already preloaded, and the driver can hook up and pull off within a matter of minutes, all while we're managing live inbound and outbound. We'll then take that raw goods trailer, bring it in the back, and then bring it down later that day to unload into our inventory. Uh, we operate, uh, we can do, you know, chep pallets, brown pallets, grade A pallets, the plastic pallets. We do pico pallets. Uh, we also do, we can do slip sheets. We also can load and unload sea containers. Uh, so we're tremendously flexible 
you know, when it comes to the shipping and receiving aspect, uh, everything is controlled through our ERP system in terms of receiving produ production and shipping. Uh, so again, we can also, another cool part about what we can do in the warehouse is we're also tracking all of our product by uh, lock code or day code. Again, something that a lot, a lot of companies can do. They can pretty much just track by quantity. We can track by quantity, lock code and day code. So again, just a differentiator for ourselves. Um, and then we're, we're, you know, constantly, we've got a whole team just doing inventories, you know, doing the cycle counts and making sure that um, our inventory is as accurate as possible for our clients. And so we talked about our shipping and receiving. Um, Ed, would you mind telling us a little bit about our maintenance department? Sure. Maintenance, uh, maintenance is very exciting. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a car guy myself, so I, I enjoy, you know, building and uh, trying to create cool and awesome things. And uh, I believe our maintenance department are, are all uh, on the same page. So they're, they're always willing to accept that challenge. Uh, you know, we have uh, certified electricians, welders, um, machinists that actually work full time on all three shifts. So when it comes to parts and materials, like we go out of, out of, out of house for nothing, um, unless we have to order some part that we can't make. So, you know, our team is, is very knowledgeable and able to, to set new equipment up, um, to fix old equipment, to rebuild old equipment, and also to build equipment, equipment from scratch. So we may get some specialty project that we can't find something. Um, our team is always willing and ready to, uh, to put their heads together and, and come up with some sort of design that will work. And uh, some of those designs we've actually used since before I've worked here and are still working to this day and are working very efficiently. <laughs> and, and we build a lot of that stuff in-house that, that are proprietary to us that allow us to compete with uh, the rest of the market. Um, we have a, I want to say it's, it's approximately 28 people in our maintenance department. So we don't you know, we don't take it very lightly. We want to, you know, runtime is key for, for our maintenance department. So um, when something's down, it's, it's expected to be fixed immediately. So we count on those guys to be ready. We have a full parts department now with a parts manager, which she does a great job. And, um, you know, having all those parts in-house, again, prevents us from having that downtime later on when, when something may or may not fail. So, uh, PJ, would you mind uh, talking a little bit about our procurement process? So our procurement process starts um, with understanding the client's needs, right? Our whole procurement uh, division is there to support the client. You know, we have, we have a, a hybrid and a, a very open model when it comes to procurement. Some clients come to us, they want to supply all, everything. We supply the labor, pallet materials, great. Other clients come to us and they say, we don't want to supply anything. Here's our bills of materials. Here's some of the vendors we use feel free to get competitive prices from your vendors. Come back to me with a cost set out bill of materials. Great, we'll do that. Uh, then we have other clients that come to us and they say, we're going to supply everything, but you supply the shipper. Great, we'll go out, we'll get our you know prices from our uh, vendors and supply the client back. So we really can do anything the client wants when it comes to procurement, whether it's buying the film, buying the shippers, buying the cartons, uh, buying safety seals, uh, pallets, chub pallets, whatever the client needs, we're here to help them get their product to market. And whatever is required by them, we're here to help. And we can handle anything from buying um, one to, you know, one trillion. So I would elaborate on that too, that, you know, um, not only the hybrid model itself, but we do run portals for clients. Uh, on their system, so we, we can add and delete inventory and, and pull releases off of their inventory and maintain that as well. Yeah, great point. So we are running for multiple clients. We run SAP for them. Uh, so we have, a, again, like I said, a portal into their system so we can receive their product into 
SAP for them and we can produce it for them in their system and we can ship it in their system. So not only are we managing our internal systems, but we can also help to manage our clients' um, systems. And we actually have people come in early to update all those systems so that when our clients get to their desks in the morning, all of their inventory and product movement is up to, up to date. Wow. So now that we're into 2023, what are you most excited about, Ed, for this year? Um, I could I would say I'm excited. Um, you know, we picked up some pretty pretty fantastic clients uh, this year. Uh, also, some uh, some additional work from older business, which is uh, you know equally important. You know, we, we we take both both seriously. We we need to maintain those those relationships. Uh, but you know, we're starting up some new projects with some vertical form fill and seal machines. Uh, we have uh, you know we have three to four of our uh, high speed flow wrappers on order to not only help with capacity this year, but, but help our clients. Yeah, it comes down to new equipment. It comes down to, uh, you know, exciting new people to meet and groups to talk to. Um, you know, uh, upgrading our scanning system and our shipping receiving warehouse, which will ultimately make us that much more efficient, um, eliminating a lot of the paperwork. Um, and, yeah, and then some other exciting things that I'll let yeah. PJ test. So I, I think uh, the, the biggest thing for is um, the, we're in the final stages of our new um, 125,000 square foot edition that's going to be here on site. Uh, we've been working hard over the last couple of years to, you know, acquire the land next door, design, you know, this massive building integrated into our current building so it will be attached. So when you're walking around, it'll just feel like it's just part of our existing building. Um, and then how we're laying it out, designing it, the power, all the cool things we're doing with it. We're going to have a lot of different allergen room, dedicated allergen rooms that will be in there for, for the clients to take advantage of. Uh, we're going to be expanding our warehouse and expanding our production floor. Uh, so we're really excited about, you know, this next stage of Econopack, which will, you know, we will be breaking ground this year. So very, very exciting year um, when we're talking about building our new building. All very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely excited to see what 2023 brings for Econopack. And uh, thank you again for joining me today and uh, spending a little bit of time talking about Econopack. And hopefully you guys can come back and we can talk about some other things happening in the industry. Great. Thanks. Man. All right, Chris. All right. We introduced the Econopack podcast last week, expanding content development across social media platforms and YouTube. Yes, this is centered around Econopack and how we continue to be a premier contract food packaging partner. This podcast and our social media channels will also be sharing industry news, equipment innovations, packaging trends, and the packaging production process to help your company fast track products into market at scale and grow your brand. Follow the Econopack journey on social media and visit our website to learn more about us. Have a question or would like us to quote a project? Send an email to info at econopack.com. All links are in the show notes.